My mind went back to thinking about that doe laying dead across that stone wall. I thought about its fawns and wondered if they would survive the upcoming winter or if they too would be shot by hunters. I struggled with that thought and remember telling my mother at one point that I didn't want to eat that deer. I felt guilt for what I had done and it was as if refusing to consume that deer would somehow make it right. Another episode of Talking with Bungie, the Death by Bungie podcast. Doing something a little different here today. I'm sitting out here on the veranda, the screened-in porch, on the back of our home, a place where we've lived since 2003 or 2004 or so. Lived here for years and years and years. This house, you've seen it in some of the videos. This is not the Death by Bungie family homestead the so-called kingdom of Bungie, where it all began. That's not where I actually live. At the beginning of this podcast, you heard a little selection from my new book, The Death by Bungie Crossbow Story, Confessions of a Crossbow Hunter. That book is full of little surprises, full of little things going on here in the kingdom of Bungie, the world of Bungie, the universe of Bungie. Changes that are coming down the road. They're detailed in that book, in detail far beyond what I could ever put in a video, far beyond whatever I could give you in a podcast such as this. That book is a must-read for Friends of Bungie, and I'm not just saying that because I want to sell you a copy of a book. I'm telling you that because I worked very hard on it, and I'm proud of that book. I really am. So I do hope that you'll check it out. At least check out a copy of that book and read it. But I'm also telling you that because the stories in that, the detail in that, the background that is shared with you in that book really helps you understand Death by Bungie. Will this book make you a better crossbow hunter? Quite possibly. But it'll definitely, absolutely make you a happier crossbow hunter. So go ahead and check it out. I'm in the process of recording this book for the purposes of an audiobook. That's a little inside secret from Death by Bungie. Down the road, you might be able to get an audio version of the book. That's going to be months, though, so I urge you to pick up a hard copy in the meantime. Amazon.com is a place to check that out. So as for the confessions of a crossbow hunter, and I'm sitting out here, I'm already sweating. I've been out here for all of, I don't know, the length of this. According to my microphone, I've been out here for 2 minutes and 33 seconds. And I've already got a nice sheen on my forehead. So I don't know how long this podcast is going to be. It is a hot one here. It is Sunday, August 2, 2020, that I'm recording this. That's hopefully when I'll release this. What is going on in August? Boy, Crossbow Appreciation Month is already underway. Can you believe that? I've already released two videos. Normally, Crossbow Appreciation Month, this is year three for Crossbow Appreciation Month, but the goal of Crossbow Appreciation Month really is to get everybody excited about crossbows, get you all worked up, so you'll get out there in the lawn, start testing your equipment, get ready for the upcoming crossbow seasons. I aim to do, no pun intended, 
<laughs> I aim to do 31 videos in 31 days. There's 31 days in August. A video a day. Can you believe that? And a little story about, real quick, a little another inside secret about Crossbow Appreciation Month and about Death by Bungie. When I started this two years ago, this Crossbow Appreciation Month, I actually did it kind of on a lark. And I committed to it without a plan, without 31 videos prepared in advance, without even 31 video ideas in advance. I didn't have anything set up other than three or four days before August at the end of July. I sat down and did it. Sat down and did it. Can you believe that? That's crazy. Kind of like writing this book. I started out with the idea for a book. I came up with it in December or so, and I thought, you know, I really ought to do this. And I started writing it, and fortunately, with all the stay-at-home, um, working it from home, all that jazz during the pandemic, that actually kind of worked to my advantage. you got to take advantage of opportunities and make good things happen out of bad things in life if you can do that and i was able to do that i was able to put the finishing touches on it while i sat at home i didn't have to commute back and forth to work i wasn't out of town during lunch i could sit here i was working every day working from home participating the best i could in courtroom proceedings virtually by zoom but i sat here and wrote a book when i was not working so uh, all this extra time that i had that i saved driving back and forth to work and lunch and all the other stuff I was able to do from home and work on that book. So it worked out for the best in the end, you know. Hopefully we can continue to make the best out of this bad situation with the pandemic and hopefully it drifts off and becomes nothing but a crazy memory this whole year. I'm ready to move on to the hunting seasons. I don't know about you. Back to the Kingdom of Bungie, though. That's really what I wanted to talk to about in this podcast. I wanted to discuss that with you in this podcast with a little bit more detail than I can offer in the videos, but certainly not as much detail as you deserve. Certainly not as much detail as given to you in the book. The Kingdom of Bungie is a place where I grew up. It's the home where I grew up ever since I was five years old. We moved there. And the book details a lot of the experiences that I had there in a very rural setting. Lived on a dirt road, grew up there, and I had the luxury of romping around on that acreage in the outdoors, fishing and hunting, and enjoying the outdoors, enjoying that property to its fullest extent. That was phenomenal. Fortunately, it stayed in our family. It had been in the family, not only my mom's generation, but she purchased it. My, my mother and father purchased it from my grandfather who got it from his father. So it's been in the family now. I would be the fourth generation technically to have access to that property. Gener Genevieve technically would be the fifth generation have access to that property. How cool is that? And I am very lucky to have been able to share that with her to the extent that we have. You've seen it on those videos. Each little pocket of that property holds a special memory for me and has contributed not only to what Death by Bungie has become, but also to me as a, as a human being, as a person, certainly has played a role in that. So I'm fortunate to have been able to share it, and not only with Genevieve, but also with the World Wide Web, with you, friends of Bungie, who find it interesting enough that you want to come and share with it. And I think that's pretty cool. 
So I'm happy that I have that opportunity, that I have that property, and that I've had access to it. Times change. Times change. I have lived in town ever since I got married in 2001. Uh, we've lived in town. We've been town residents, townies, so to speak, even though I grew up in the country. My wife also grew up in the country, not uh, you know, right here in the same county, not far from where we live now. But we've moved to a small town, and by a lot of people's standards, I mean, this is not a city, don't by any stretch of the imagination. The town that I live in, you know, it's 700 people or something like that at maximum. It's a small little town. So I'm still very rural, but we do have some of the big city luxuries like public water and sewer. We have cable internet, which I cannot live without, not in the death by bungee era of my life, that's for sure. If I don't have that access to a way to share videos with you, to upload them to the internet, to live stream with you, and to join with other crossbow hunters the world over. I'm talking the world over. I spoke online today with a crossbow, future crossbow hunter from Australia. Can you believe that? How cool is that? I talked to somebody who's getting into crossbows because he's watched death by bungee videos from Australia. Crossbows are not a big deal there, and that's unfortunate. That's got to change. Bungie and I have to do something about that. We have to go and go out there on our crusades, don't we? I talk about Bungie's crusades in my book, The Death by Bungie Crossbow Story. Ten years of hunting with the same crossbow, can you believe that? But the concept of crusades, the concept of going somewhere else with my crossbow, taking Bungie on a crusade and conquering new lands. That's a big part of the past 10 years. I haven't been all over the world, but Bungie and I have conquered and extended, expanded the kingdom of Bungie a little bit, and that's detailed in the book. What will the next 10 years bring? A lot more of that. One of the reasons that I've come to terms with living in town and moving is because over time I want to travel more. I want to go to new worlds, conquer new worlds with my crossbow. I want to do that. I want to be able to do that. I want to have that opportunity to do that and share it with you, you friends of Bungie. Traveling allows me to do that. I spoke in a previous podcast about some of my plans that have gone awry already, but that's going to change. I'm still working on it. Bungie hasn't given up. Why should I give up? We are going to accomplish our goals, our fall hunts have not been plotted out yet. They are still, they are still being planned. And I've got a lot more coming on that front. I'm very excited about it. Now, what does this mean? What does this mean in the short term or even in the long term for the kingdom of Bungie? If I'm expanding the kingdom of Bungie, what happens to the home base, the homestead property where I grew up? What happens to that? The book gives you that answer. In the book, the book ends, because remember, I finished writing this book in March of 2020. March of 2020 was a different world, wasn't it? That's not like today. <laughs> That's not like August of 2020. Hopefully, it's nothing like August of 2021. Hopefully, August of 2021 is a whole different world. But I got to tell you, it has been a crazy year. You already know that. When I wrote this book, though, I would have told you, and I put in the book, that the kingdom of Bungie 
was a thing of the past. The family homestead property was a thing of the past. That's still a possibility. How's that for a shocker? For the reasons I put in the book, I've kind of come to terms with that. But I can tell you today, as of August of 2020, even that conclusion is not set in stone. It's not carved in stone. This might change. I don't know. I don't have those answers going forward. And when I look at the big picture in life, you know, I'm sitting here in August of 2020, I shouldn't be confident about anything going on in the world, right? I don't know if I can go hunt black bears in the fall. Heck, I don't know if I'm going to be able to hunt deer in the fall. Am I going to be able to go to Maryland at some point and hunt down there? This is the craziest year of my 49 years on this planet. Why should I be confident about anything, including whether or not my homestead property will stay in the family? How can I be confident about that, right? I shouldn't expect to be. <laughs> I should not expect to be. I can tell you that despite the very dry weather so far late this summer here in 2020, the second half of the summer has been incredibly dry. Despite that, Genevieve and I managed to put in a little bit of a food plot. We spiffed it all up, and we're going to see how that goes. You'll see a video about that this week on Crossbow Appreciation Month. We're going to see how that goes. Now, last year I didn't even do any food plots. I had some apples there to hunt over, and I had an incredible year last year. I shot one deer under the apple tree, but six other deer, including a Sika deer in Maryland, six other deer. Ended up killing seven deer last year with bungee. That's pretty cool. Hard to top 2019 in crossbow terms. We'll see what happens this year. And just like your hunts, that story is not written yet. Make sure I get a quick drink of water there. I don't want to get too dehydrated sitting out here. My nice sheen has maintained itself. I've still got a nice sheen going on. If you want a sort of a visual of what uh, what I look like right now. Still a little sweaty. Still a little hot out here. <laughs> but I'm in the shade, so hopefully I can hold this out. We are now running around the 12-minute mark, maybe. I'm going to look at my little timer here, my little device. Yeah, we've around 15 minutes, I think, or something like that at this point. There are so many other surprises this year that aren't even coronavirus related. This week on Death by Bungie, this week on Crossbow Appreciation Month, you're going to see a video where I show you about a, a new crossbow that we received as a gift. A gift from a friend of Bungie. How crazy is that? How cool is that? He doesn't even want to be identified. No strings attached other than, in a personal note, he told me, you know, I just want to see how this crossbow fits into Death by Bungie and how it weighs in on future Death by Bungie stories. That's what the note said. And that's what I'm going to do. We are starting that new adventure, telling that new story, starting that new story this year as well. So on top of all these other crazy things that are going on, I now have a hunting partner that I have to keep happy, that I have to think about while I'm planning 
the upcoming hunting season. So what does that do for my hunting plans? Well, remember all that state game land, walking around, vlogging or vlogging. Genevieve says it's vlogging. It really is vlogging. I call it vlogging because that's more of a camera term that has its origins in C-log and S-log. Those are camera terms, and I do a lot of filming, so I always think of camera terms. It's actually called vlogging. I get that. But Genevieve and I marched around on the state game lands, found all these interesting spots in the spring. She went with me about half the time and really got a lot out of it, I think. But I don't think I want to introduce her to hunting on the state game lands. One of the reasons I committed to hunting on the state game lands this year was because I didn't think I was going to have a kingdom of bungee. I didn't think I was going to have the homestead property to go hunt on. So we marched around on the state game lands, came up with a whole bunch of good tactics, strategies, ambush points, picked all this stuff out. But we also have, by the looks of things, the likelihood that we will have the option of hunting on the Kingdom of Bungie, that old homestead property. Hunting there, not only, not only over this nice little food plot that we put in but hunting over apples and you know me you know Bungie when you got apples you hunt the apples <laughs> like there's no question you could offer me tens of thousands of acres and if it doesn't have apples on it I will choose the apples dear love apples so what I'm going to be doing the way it looks right now, despite this wicked, dry, hot summer, that old apple tree, the 100-year-old apple tree that I wrote off as dead, literally wrote off as dead. If you turn to page 203 of that book, there's a paragraph that starts, the 100-year-old apple tree has died. That's pretty serious business right there. That is a pretty serious statement. And I firmly believed last year that that was going to be the case. When I wrote these words in December, January, February, March of 2020, somewhere in there at the beginning of this year, end of last year, I believed those words to be true. If you remember back on Death by Bungie, and I shared pictures on the Facebook page, everything else, Every time I would go into the woods last year, checking on that place, that tree would look worse. Initially, you go down there, blossoms in the spring. It was an odd year. That's pretty encouraging because odd years is when that tree produces. It produces apples every other year, in my experience. In the great scheme of things, in the lifespan of that 100-year-old apple tree, my experience is very limited. I've been around for 49 years walking around that tree and giving that tree attention for a limited period of time considering it's probably 100 years old. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm pretty sure it was around when my great-grandfather owned that property. I'm pretty sure it was planted by him and his sons, my grandfather included, 
as part of an orchard down on that property. Back then, that's what people did. That's what we refer to as putting down roots. When we say we're going to put down some roots there, really what we talk about is an old saying. That saying comes from putting down apple tree roots. When you moved to a new homestead, you planted apple trees. That meant you were going to be there a while because you needed apples. You needed vitamin C. You needed fruit. You needed cider. You needed something to drink that could be preserved to provide you with that vitamin C in the off months. Apple trees were very important to early Americans. And 100 years ago, you planted apples. So it's not just the deer who love apples. It's each and every one of us. <laughs> How's that for a lesson, right? But that tree last year when I would go into the woods, the blossoms didn't look as healthy as they had in previous years. The leaves would eventually come out on the tree and then from the ground up, the leaves would dry and fall and die. It looked worse and worse throughout the summer. Apples held on. It had its normal load of apples for an odd numbered year. But by the time the hunting season rolled around, normally that tree would still have a lot of leaves and they would turn just like all the other tree leaves during the month of October here in northeastern Pennsylvania. And then those leaves would fall in November along with the remainder of the apples. Last year, every leaf on that old apple tree was dried up and dying by the time the crossbow season opened up at the beginning of October. Nonetheless, enough apples held on for me to get a look at a few deer there to shoot a very nice doe, a huge doe under that apple tree. Very happy with that. Could not be happier. And the way I looked at it, if that was the last hunt I ever had under that 100-year-old apple tree, I'll take it. I was pretty satisfied with it. But it looks like that may not be the case. It looks like it's entirely possible that Genevieve and I get the opportunity to hunt together, sit in a blind overlooking that apple tree this year. That's a distinct possibility. How is that for turning things around, for a change in plans? What does that mean for hunting on state game lands? I think overall, realistically, if I want to introduce my daughter to crossbow hunting, I want to make sure that she has the opportunity to see some deer, maybe even shoot a deer of her own. Food plots, and especially apples, that's a much better way to introduce her than to take her out on the state game lands. I consider state game land hunting more of an advanced version of it. And that's one of the reasons I was excited to go out there and expand my skills. Go out there and take Bungie on a crusade to the state game lands and conquer those state game lands. Very excited about that. Still going to do that. That is still part of the Death by Bungie agenda. <laughs> but it may not be this year. I don't know. This is a weird year. 
It sure is. I picked a heck of a year to come out with a book and make a whole bunch of claims and then look back at them. The book is still a great read. I firmly believe that. I really worked hard on it. And I'm pretty confident going forward that writing books is going to be a part of Death by Bungie. I'm going to wrap this podcast up here shortly, so bear with me. We're almost done. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I like to keep these podcasts a little shorter than this. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, I don't want to monopolize all your time, but also I'm starting to sweat pretty good. So I am going to wrap this up and tell you that to really understand Death by Bungie going forward, reading the book is going to help. Listening to these podcasts is going to help. And of course, the Death by Bungie YouTube channel. We're back up and running. Back up and running with Crossbow Appreciation Month. At least 31 videos and 31 days coming your way. Until next time, all hail Bungie!